Welcome to episode 5 of the End Time Podcast. Does God make a promise without reaffirming it? Let's go back into the Old Testament truths of the Bible to examine the God of covenants. The God of promises. To Adam, he gave a conditional covenant in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, where it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Then through Noah to all the earth in Genesis chapter 9, God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And to Abraham, unconditional. Genesis chapter 17, verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in thy generation, for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. And unto Isaac, Genesis chapter 17, verse 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. God established his covenant with Jacob in Exodus 2.24. says, God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. In Exodus 34.27, God established his covenant with Moses, and says, The Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And after this, the Bible talks in the book of Hebrews about the new covenant under Jesus Christ. Hebrews 8, verse 6 to 7 says, But now hath he, Jesus, obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Hebrews 12, 24 says, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. is a covenant covenant is like a promise covenant is a promise it's like a deal you make with someone or a promise you make with someone this is i'm going to do and you're going to do this and this is the deal that we have a contract or a handshake yeah. on something or you sign on the dotted line if you go back into some of the dictionary definitions of it it'd be like a coming together either in someone's heart or in someone's mind where two individuals come into alignment with one another and make an agreement with one another. The covenant is an agreement that is, is binding and it's an absolute. Mm. You've, you've made a promise that this is what you will do. If you go back into the Bible, uh, even we call it the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Bible, which the word testament simply means it's a covenant. It's a promise. It's the Old Covenant. It's the New Covenant. An Old Covenant or the Old Testament is shadows and types. 
it's like if, if I had a light behind me and I, I'm showing my hand and I, I can't see my hand or I've never seen it before, but I see the shadow of it, I would have an idea of what that hand is going to look like because of the shadow of it. But finally, when the hand comes into view, I can see exactly it comes closer and closer to the shadow. That's like the Old and the New Testament. The Old Testament is a shadow of greater things to come. But by the Old Testament, by the Old Covenant, we can see what it should produce and what the promise of the New Covenant should produce in our lives today. So it's like God's promise in the Old Testament. A testament, I think, was a covenant as well. Is that a testament essentially means the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the New Testament, the New Covenant, God's promise then, God's promise now. And a new covenant is all the peoples of the earth. Yeah, everyone. The New Testament, it's to everyone. Jesus says in the New Testament, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And you might you might say that you believe, you might try to even impersonate believe. You might see someone who really believes the truth and they you try and impersonate them and that'll produce a little bit but when you really believe for yourself it settles everything because then it's not just on an outside what other people see of you but now you know in your heart you know as you yourself you believe and jesus is saying if you really believe in that way that you're not trying to impersonate somebody else but you're you know you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You know that you believe on Him and believe Him that sent Him. Then it becomes a reality. And, and all of God, God's promises and all of His covenant, old and new, are all based on this principle of faith. Do you really believe? Do you really have faith? If you believe it, it's, it takes faith to make it alive to you, to make the promise alive. The promise is good, it's there, it's written, but in order for it to become alive to you, the faith has to be applied. So that's the question, is, is do you really have faith? And all of God's promises are governed by our faith. God never fails, but we do. We're human. And But there was a first covenant that God made with Adam in Genesis chapter 2, and it was a little bit different than the covenant that we have today. Genesis is the sixth chapter, and God established his first covenant with man. That covenant was on conditions. If you do this, if you obey my word, I will keep my covenant with you. If you disobey my word, my covenant is not valid anymore. Adam was commanded to keep all the word of God to keep that covenant valid. But when he made another covenant, and that was with Abraham, this covenant was not unconditioned, but unconditional. This covenant is for all Abraham's seeds. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 3 that we are Abraham's seed, so we are part of the covenant. You know, God knew down the road that he was going to need to make Abraham's covenant. And so he made Adam's covenant to show us we can't keep it, and then to magnify it himself, he says, okay, now I'm going to make a covenant with you that is unconditional. It doesn't matter what you do. You can see what happened the last time, and you can see this is amazing that God is doing this. I know I can't keep my side of the deal, and it doesn't matter. God's got a, a covenant that will be done, and so God shows this almost beautiful magnification of his covenant and his love and his grace and his power and his, the way he would look at man to work with them and say, 
I've already showed you that you can't keep it, but here's, here's a covenant that it doesn't matter now. It's, it's I will do it. But it's what brings it into faith. Yeah. Because you have to believe. You have to believe it. That's all God ever asked us to do. Yeah. He said, you don't have to perform any great work. You don't have to. I know you're going to fail. I know you're going to fall. All I'm asking for you is to believe what I already did for you. Right. That's the unconditional covenant of grace that he made starting with Abraham. Thank you so much for listening to the End Time Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it today. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us an email at etpodcasts at etmtab.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at End Time Podcast. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Until then, God bless. I want to talk a bit more about a covenant explain more on a covenant that God made. Only eight souls were saved in that time. Only eight people obeyed the message of Noah in that time. God is offering eternal life. Today's covenant, God is offering um, your salvation. God is offering uh, a change of your heart and a change of your life. He's making a covenant. Those that are saved under the blood are the only people that are going to be able to leave the land to go to the promised place.